Hello everyone, I'm Ivan Estrada with Douglas Elliman here at the London Hotel in West Hollywood with The Real Deal. Super excited about our social media panel with superstars like Joyce Ray with Google Banker, Sally Foster Jones with Compass, and Aaron Kerman with Compass, and of course, yours truly, Ivan Estrada with Douglas Elliman. So, let's go inside and check it out. Thank you for all of our sponsors for continuously um, supporting us here. We're very excited to have this very diverse panel of power players. All of our all of our panels today have been a select group of power players. We're very honored that you're associating yourself with the real deal. So I'd like to introduce our moderator, who introduce our speakers, Jennifer Berman. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Well, diverse doesn't even begin to cut it after we've had a little bit of social media on, on this particular panel um, that we made a wrong, a right, that's for sure. Um, and we'll talk about that at a later panel today. But for this panel this morning, I am so honored and so blessed to announce Miss Joyce Ray, who everyone knows, who is the queen diva of Beverly Hills Real Estate. Make no mistakes made about that. We then have Mr. Ivan Estrada, our up-and-comer who has just been a powerhouse. And then we have Miss Sally Forster-Jones, who we all know Miss Sally. One of the largest powerhouses in our industry as well. And my brother, Mr. Aaron Kerman, who we all know as well. So I think you can see with this panel, we have quite the experience ranging from many, many years ago to current to, to everything. And that's why I love to have the diversity on this panel of experience. So we're talking about today the art of securing a listing. I think we all kind of feel right now, let's see a show of hands who agrees with us on this one. Are we in a changing market? Is it a, is it a softening market in our luxury market? Who's with me? Yes. We're all feeling it? Okay. So what we want to talk about today, what we're going to get out with our, our wonderful panelists, is if we're feeling this shift, we have done so many different things in social media 10 years ago, five years ago, yesterday. What are we going to do moving forward? Anthony, I didn't see you there. Hi, baby. Um, and then also on guerrilla marketing tactics. And what is guerrilla marketing tactics? That's within any organization. What are you doing in marketing that you're thinking outside the box? So, you know, with that, I kind of want to start off a little bit with Ivan, if you don't mind. Um, you do a lot on social media. So I want to kind of break it down and really determine what are you doing right now? Because you got in our industry when Joyce and Sally, we didn't have to do this back in the day, okay? So what do you see when you came in in about seven years ago? And what's kind of the change for you now today? So seven years ago, I saw the opportunity with YouTube. I think YouTube at the time was being used more for music and for you know, kids, kids opening presents and getting paid for it, um, right? Um, and so I saw an opportunity to do something different. And you know, there's all the reality shows, there's Million Dollar Listing was out, and I thought, why don't I create my own show? And so I actually bought a camera, went to Best Buy, propped it up, 
And I started like filming my own thing called the Real Estate Minute. And I started doing it at the Grove, started doing it by the beach. And I would just kind of do, I would put out content that I liked. So that way the passion would show, it'd be about design and technology. And so that slowly started evolving. And as I started putting it up on YouTube, um, I started really getting the results, especially from the millennials. I'm still, I'm considered a millennial. So for me, it was very important to reach that, uh, that demographics. Lucky. <laughs> Joyce is definitely. And so I think right now, especially with like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, they're such powerful portals. They're pay for play, obviously, because I feel like everything that I put out, about 10% of the audience actually gets to see it. So, you know, we, everything that we put out there, we want, we know what demographic we're looking for, what age group, what interest, what education, and we target market those areas and those specific people with our listings, with my videos. That way I get to reach that market, and then that market then starts reaching out for me for listing appointments or buyer appointments. I don't want to move away from that. When you're saying that, you know, how many of you have children that don't watch TV anymore, all they watch is YouTube, right? So are you paying for the YouTube, not subscribers, I don't mean that, but are you paying for the ads on YouTube? Or what is your marketing budget that you're trying to put in to where you get the viewership on YouTube? My marketing budget for social media, for the videos itself, uh, actually, let me, let me backtrack. I, I think about like 15% of my yearly income goes into the marketing of these videos. Because you can put a video out, but if never, no one sees it, then what's the point? And so I think now you really have to focus on the digital marketing aspect of it because that's where people are. They're on their iPads, they're on their iPhones, and they're looking and they're scrolling. And so I want to be able to capture those people and add them to my database and get them as clients. Aaron, I think you have something coming out soon. Yes. So, and you've got a lot of high exclusive and luxury listings. How is that changing in your business right now? Um, it's, it's interesting. The, the business right now is just totally different than it once was. Um, I think we're dealing with a changing market. And um, for me, uh, what I'm actually doing is protecting my time. Uh, I've probably walked away from, in the past month and a half, about $150 million in inventory because I'm seeing this huge uh, discrepancy between what sellers want and what buyers are willing to pay. And um, back, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, we would just take what we can get. I call it being a real estate slut, like, you know, get, get attached as much as we can. But I realized today's market, that's not working the same way. Uh, and, you know, if we take overpriced listings, it's not doing the seller any justice. It's not doing us any justice. And we just end up spending a lot of time, energy and money and end up losing the listing. So I think the key to success in today's market is pricing right really educating the seller, making sure everybody knows exactly where we are. And I think nobody really knows where we are today, and that's one of our big challenges. Uh, so, so pricing is right. And uh, yeah, we actually have a sh and you're on the show, by the way. Uh, we have a show called Listing Impossible coming out. And uh, what's different about the show is it's not about you know, selling these glamorous houses and uh, making all these millions of dollars in commissions. It's actually the opposite. It's, it's showing people how hard our job is, uh, really focusing on education. Half the time in the show, we go in and tell people exactly what they don't want to hear. Uh, we shot an episode where a guy wanted 15 million, 16 million for a home, and Jen and I had to say, "Your house is worth 10." And this is we on got it, honey. Yeah, and this is on camera. And I needed her to do that, by the way, because the moment was very serious, and he was very unhappy. He would punch him out. Yeah, he, literally, he just pushes me a little. Um, but you know, I think that. That, that that's where we are, and I think the key to really doing well is 
being as honest as you can in today's market, not attaching to as much, and uh, really teaching people. And I think that the discrepancy is huge. I think our transactional volume is down, what, 30% uh, in, in the state of California right now because of where we are. So you hit some great points. And, you know, I want to go to Joyce and Sally on this one. You guys, we've been around. We've seen all these different shifting markets. And right now, like what Aaron is saying, we used to want to take those listings, Sally. So where are you at on that, when you, the shifting market right now? Well, what – can you hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So in all this, I'm just listening because we're all involved and we're all looking at, like, just two different things. One, as agents here, we are here – branding ourselves and looking at like how do we stand out, what do we do, how are we different, how do we get a listing, how do we not take a listing, what do we do. Two, and, and all of the tools that we're using between the digital and the, uh, you know, and, and, and all, everything, the shows, a lot of this is branding. On the other hand, we are also here to sell real estate because all the branding in the world doesn't matter if we don't ever get a paycheck. So it is a combination of, of both and, he, and right at the moment, with the way the market is, you know, my focus is yes, I'm always looking at branding and, and we're growing and all of that, but we also have to sell a property. And what do we do to both from the social media, from the digital, from everything to sell, you know, what, and, and to get a result and to get a happy seller and a happy agent. And so with the shifting markets, yes, I think that we have to be careful on what, uh, what we're promising sellers, what we're not, because in the end, no one, we're not a hero unless we perform. And we're the enemy if we don't. Like, yeah, you right. know, they love no. us if we sell and but, they hate us if we don't, and there's no way around that right. no matter what we do. But let's talk about how much money we all spend right. on these listings. Correct. That's so different. And that is, and that is you know, my market, what I do is I really sell, and this is throughout all the years. My market is very, very diverse. I cover a lot of area, and I cover every single price point. And I have a lot of high-end listings, and they cost a lot of money because that's what the seller expects is a lot of marketing, a lot of you know, just whatever they see, every big party and a bigger party and a better party. And that costs a lot of money. And so you still, in the end, for us, unless we sell those properties... They're not happy, and we're not happy. So it has to be a combination of looking at what is effectively going to get results, how are we going to actually sell it using every tool that we have from print, from all of our agents, from, you know, from digital. I mean, we're using less print. Print costs a lot of money, obviously, and it's not reaching the target that we once did. But what do we actually really do to sell a property? And, and it's been interesting because if you're going throughout the country or world, you know, this is, this is not unique. We have been the best market, and we still are the best market of anywhere in the country. And, but in speaking to agents through other areas, I was, I, when I was in New York, it was an interesting comment. I was with an agent who had a, uh, you know, $25 million property and sold it at 13. Oh. And, the, and the agent says, our sellers are meeting our buyers. And I thought that was really an interesting comment. I mean, we have to just, uh, you know, with the reality of what is going on, what are we doing? And what is the message that we have to give to our sellers? You want to sell? This is reality. I'm going to market. I'm going to do every single thing that we're going to talk about from the social, from this and that, and the videos. And the videos, you know, cost a lot of money or, you know, what are they getting for us? 
and all these huge parties, what are they getting? So, you know, the, the end result is we have to look at what is going to sell property, and it's marketing, and it's pricing. But I, but I actually, look, I think that it's there's pricing. what's going to sell. Well, it's, but I think it's what's going to sell. It's Hello. price. Let's That's what's going to sell property. Yeah. This, this one, right. Yeah. But there's a difference between what sells property is and branding ourselves as agents. Right. I think there's two different things. What sells property is one thing, and it's price, bottom line. What, what makes us known in the community, what gets us calls, what's get, what's get us listings, what drives our, our business is all of the other things that are ex exceptionally expensive. And it's not just social media. It's no. computer, computer outreach. It's, it's, you know, it's TV today. It's anything that a multinational company is doing to drive their business. We now have to do, and our business has changed so much, because when I started 20, 24 years ago, we put a sign in the, you know, up, up front, we did a little flyer, and, 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 and the, they would sell. Now this business is this huge thing of TV, media, social media, technology, which is exciting, because the, the good news about that is you could reach anybody in the world, even if they don't know you. And I think that that's the bulk of the change of our business, because I always say to people now, we don't have clients anymore. We just don't have, like, I don't have one client. People will go with whoever's in front of their face at the right time, at the right moment, who they think will get the most money for their house. Joyce, I need you to jump in and weigh in on this one because you've seen so many of the different changes in, in the marketing, shifting markets and everything else as well. Well, there's no doubt there's been an extreme change in the amount of money you have to spend uh, to market a property. And in today's market, with such a difficult market, you do, you cannot leave a stone unturned. And, and the social media is a great component. Uh, I love Instagram, personally. Uh, that's and my favorite. By the favorite. way, that video of you dancing for your birthday was amazing. <laughs> it might have been the best video I've Everyone ever seen. Everyone needs I, I actually to might have this. you in my office right now in that video on our big screen. It was that good. Well, it was a very upsetting to me that more people watched a video of me dancing, and disco dancing, than looking at my seen. listings. I thought, how did this happen? By the way, by the way, way more interesting. If you haven't seen it, you got to go go on our social media. Uh, in fact, right now, it makes me happy. I wish there was a screen right now. Who knew you were such a good dancer? Well, because many years ago, I taught business law at Dorsey High School in Baldwin Hills, and my students taught me how to dance. <laughs> so I haven't forgotten that. Like, I wanted to be at the party with her. Like, uh, I, like I was ready to get down with her. I'll send you to Baldwin Hills next month. <laughs> it was a fun birthday party. Let's put it that way. <laughs> now, did you, were you drinking or were you sober when you were doing that? Like, just, no, just, I'm just I didn't trying to, have a drink. Not one drink. You were not sober one drink. doing that dance. That is completely That sober. is impressive right there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> so, but how do you feel? Like, what are you doing within your team? And so I want to jump back to you on this in a second because I don't, I'm not sure if everybody really realizes how much you are a huge business in what you do as well because you have your fingers in a lot of different things, development and so forth as well. What are you doing now that is different in the social media? Are you using a third-party company? Do you, are you doing it? You love Instagram. Are you doing, I, I, doing it? I started about three or four years ago having one of my staff members work on Instagram so that I was, I was very professional and regular about my posting. And I have always supervised that account. So um, I plan for the week... We go through various options of what we want. I'm very particular about it. I drive my marketing director, Whitney, who's here today, uh, crazy because I want my 
every post to be perfect and exactly the way I want it. So, and then I have, I love to photograph myself and, um, no, that, that didn't come out. I mean, I, no. Actually, Erin's doing it. Okay, that, it's really about it. No, no, that didn't come out right. I like to, to take Joyce, photographs. we love it. Keep, keep doing it. I like to take photographs myself. In other words, Aaron I like to too. photograph places. I like to photograph, uh, especially places uh, that I am and where I'm going and what I'm doing. And I'm very particular about every photograph, the way it's framed. And I love posting photographs that I have personally taken. Do you feel that that has helped you sell any of your high-end exclusive listings? I think so, because I think the general following that I have, and I, I've gotten clients from Instagram who called me up and said, oh, I saw this house, and what about that house? So, yes, I think, I think it definitely has helped me. Ivan? I wanted to add a little yes. response. I, I feel like social media actually doesn't sell anything. Uh, for me, it's been more of like my PR company, my vessel that I use to stay relevant and to put things in certain people's phones, uh, desktop, uh, you know, uh, iPad. Um, for me, it's just been really more on the branding side. I've never gotten a call on one of my properties saying, I saw it on Instagram, I want to buy it. Again, this is like, you know, it's, there's always an exception to the rule. But for me, honestly, right now, and what I've been doing and spending my time, because obviously time is incredibly valuable, is honing in on my relationships, my like agent-to-agent -agent relationships in Aspen, well, in Miami, one. in the Hamptons, in New York, in London, because for those over those large listings, there they they have you know they have those buyers, they have those people that could potentially bring a buyer to my property. So you know, social media is great, but I feel it's you know those agent-to-agent -agent relationships are incredibly. I mean, you can't pay for that. No, well, yeah. relationships is the whole basis of our business. I mean, there's nothing more important with your clients, with your fellow brokers. And now, because we're in a, such a village yeah. worldwide, yeah. that your, yeah. your, your colleagues have to be in Spain Global. and in China. I was the first broker to go to China in 2010. I was the same. And I, I was the first one talking wait, on it. I, 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 I went to China with her. I've been bringing him over there for years. I need to go to China. Way, if you ever want to have fun, go to ch go to China with this one, Jen Berman. Pissed off and yelling at you. Literally, they all yell at her for some reason. They had an adverse reaction to her. And in the middle of the meeting, she would be like, "I'm sorry, we have another meeting. I have to go." And she would be like, "I would be like, where are we going?" She'd be like, "Foot massage. We got to go now." My best story was I had a press conference in Beijing, and the, you know the reporters all walked in, and I had huge photographs of all my listings, and I was talking about the real estate market in Los Angeles, and they were all really young. They looked like they were 18 years old. And I said to the uh, public relations agent that had organized this for me, I said, uh, you know, I guess there are some other important events going on around town, and they sent the junior press corps in to talk to me. And and, and he laughed and he said, no, he said, we haven't had a press corps before. These are our top reporters. And they were like 18 years old. Like 12. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I, it just goes to show you, though, that the world has changed so much. And it's such a huge world out there. And so it, it goes back to, you know, what we're talking about, which is social media. All of these things ultimately are an amazing thing because the clients are everywhere. And it's unlimited. And you actually don't even need to know them to get them as a client today. Like back 20 years ago, I had clients, right? Today, a lot of the people that call me, I have no idea who they are. It's first time meetings and it's from the endeavors that we're doing. Um, and it's from 
I agree with you. I don't think social media sells houses, but I think what does sell houses is when you put it all together. Correct. When you do social media, when you do computer, and I don't even know how to say this. I have a team that does it for me, but SEO, PPO? SEO. 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 I, I, I only spend $100,000 a month doing Sit it, but I, I still don't know the, how to call it. But, like, these are the things, I mean, you really have to pay to play. And it's like I always tell people, like, if you're on Instagram or you're on a computer and your mom is the only follower that you have, <laughs> you already had her. Like, you don't need to get your mom on. on, on and, and so in order to do that outreach. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, uh, I, I mean, let's see. But um, Sally, when I was. Sally, what, I mean, you do, like, development. You do everything. What do you feel is, like, really getting your listings but selling them right now? Well, the, the selling, some of this is exactly is the outreach brokers, you know, our fellow brokers in this room and throughout the country and the world that we meet in those direct connections. I'm just sitting here and I looked out at Valerie for a moment and just, just in the fact, it just struck my mind oh, on, wow. we were at a meeting, she announced, she just said something about a property, called her assistant, we made an appointment and sold the house that day. Wow. So all of networking, the, 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 everything that we Another do, long -time diva. Yeah. Yeah, everything that we do is the first thing on, on marketing, there's, uh, yes, there's the clients that we know, there's our mom and we want our mom to buy too and sell, but you know, our relatives, but it is all of the first thing starts with the agents. You know, because the highest probability is it's going to be another agent. So, and, and the network that we set up, literally I, you know, I, I go throughout the country and just meet with agents, and, you know, just really one-on-one -on -one and throughout the world. So that's the first thing. That's in everything. And, and really it just gives you so much information on what is happening and what everyone else is in doing every and market. utilizing and what is successful and, and, and what can we anticipate. And again... We're lucky here that we're still, we are the best market, you know, forget about any statistics, yeah. we're the best market in the country. But Sally, and I, think, so, I think that information is what, what hurts us too, to a certain but, degree, but because still, sellers have it, yeah. buyers have it. So our value now is placed in a different area. It's not necessarily, you know, you, know, you go on Zillow, you go on Redfin, you go on anything, you could figure out your, you know, sellers are, and buyers are as informed as we are today. But but we still need to sell their property. Not exactly. Okay. And, Not and exactly. No matter what a lot they, of the information that is out there is inaccurate. Yeah. I'll tell you where it changes. Inventory that they don't know about. Like that's where we have add-ons, and that's why I think it's really important for agents to take it a step higher than we've ever taken it before. Alliances, partnerships, pocket listings, just for that information. Escrows, the, you know, that are not necessarily public, off-market. These are all things that. I think that's where the value starts to come in, where they're like, okay, here's what you don't know. It's important to know your value add and what makes you different. Correct. You know, what's going to set you apart from this ocean of agents out there? Because like what you said, you know, I have clients here, especially from New York, that they're like, well, I found the property. I don't need you. I, I, I can take it from here. But, yeah. you know, it's like what can you bring to the table, you know, as a negotiator or that experience or that connection with the other broker to actually close the deal? So what is your differentiating factor then? I mean, my factor, I went to USC Business School. I'm a CPA, so I'm a very numbers-driven type of individual. Um, I'm great at negotiating. So for me, adding those pieces together, especially for investors that I could bring in, you know, bring in the graphs and the numbers and show them what we're going to potentially look like in the next three to five to ten years, for me, that's 
what's really built my business with those types of professionals. I'm ready to hire you. I, like, well, if you know where we're going to go in five or ten years. Like, yeah, but I have a really cool crystal ball at home. Uh, That's some but, serious <laughs> intelligence right there. Yeah, but you can't. Over the 20 million, it's a little different. I yeah. mean, Sally, like, they're asking us to do parties and all these things right. and put a lot of money in. Talk to right. us about so that. So it is, it, the value of what you bring is critical and how you articulate it and how you own it. So just, you know, I, I've, uh, you know, and I've gone through this whole cycle of parties, no parties, and yeah. cost, and I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, okay. Do you think you ever got uh, a buyer from a no, party? No, so the, so the point is, and, is no. how to articulate that to a seller, because the seller looks at it and says, parties, you know, this one's doing that, and this one promised this, and, and all of that, and exactly that point. You know, we have the parties, and then does that bring a, a seller, you know, a buyer? What do we really do? And the what we really do is, you know, we still need to have a certain amount. You, you have to have, you know, photographs. That would be great. You have to have something of show and tell to get, you know, get attention. But it is getting on that telephone and calling everyone and saying, look, I have this amazing property, and this is what's going to sell it. And that's where your value statement is. And once you get that buyer, I'm not letting them out the door. I'm no. tying them. To Lock the them in the house. To the, to the, <laughs> tying them until they sign and, you know, and, and say, ouch. So that is, that's really what, what we have to articulate. And so, guys, the best way to get rid of, like, because these parties are a waste of our time, our money, no buyers ever come. I, I tell the seller, your house will get thrashed. You're going to have to paint your walls. You're going to have to do, redo your floor. And if that's something you want to pay for, we'll, we'll throw, throw a party. And they throw it out the door immediately. Party that's our not. trick, but we know otherwise. It's, it, you have to do lead generation, lead generation, lead generation. That has never changed in our industry. I think we're just doing no. a little bit lead generation different on social media and those different tactics right. now. What is too risque for you? I mean, remember you know, Ray, Williams and Williams did the $75,000 movie years ago. Now we're expected to do those things. Right. What is too much that you would not do? Thank God that stopped. Well, Thank you know, God I'll never came. forget the first uh, video that I thought was a little controversial. I saw about seven or eight years ago at a Coal Banker conference. And there was a video of this guy in bed, and his alarm goes off, really handsome guy. And he turns his alarm off, and he gets out of bed, and he doesn't have anything on. Now, there, it's, it's very Wait, what was discreet. It? I want to watch it. Wait, who was? No, it was, it, was, it was very discreet. It wasn't revealing in any, any way. I mean, it was like side shots and everything. And so you're kind of seeing the house in the background. The guy gets out of bed. Put, uh, he walks downstairs, he makes a, a latte, he walks around his living room, and then the final tag is the house that you, where you don't have to wear any clothes. Oh, and the truth is, I remember seeing this video and thinking, oh my goodness. And, uh, but uh, but it got your way? attention. No, it got, well, of course it got my attention. The, got my attention. Got, but the, the, got reason, my attention. the reason they showed this video, and I don't recall who did the video, it sold the house. That this was video it? went viral and it sold the house. And that was the whole point. And they were trying to make a point. It might even have been eight or nine years ago. They were making the point that video is the next big thing. And it was. It and was it Tim was. Smith, and I remember and all but of he that. Still, but he still, was but he it still Tim does Smith? It. He still was spends it a lot Tim of money on it. Was it Tim Smith? Absolutely Tim Smith. I, well, I didn't does. remember. Yeah. Was it Tim? Yes. And yeah. he still loves those videos. Like, well, I just co-listed something with him. Yeah. Raj is like all over the place with the videos and got a TV show from but it. I'll tell, but I'll tell you, so I had a client, kind of a weird story, um, uh, straight guy, 
Um, and he told me he was watching porn. And he saw it wasn't my, Ben McCall. He, it was not Ben McCall. And he saw, my, he saw our SEO work. So he saw my picture with one of my properties on his porn screen. Oh, no. And he was like, nothing killed my moment more than that. It was at the top. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awful. Um, but the, the, the interesting part of the story was to be able to be in front of somebody's computer screen, no matter what they're doing all the time, you know, through hopefully not porn, is a value add because they're online already. They're looking. They click your, they go straight to your website and boom, does it sell properties? I don't know per se, but does it get them to know who you are, make sure they're aware of product? I think absolutely all day long. I don't think there's anything, I mean, it depends, you know, what you want to put out there, right? Your brand and your, what you want people to, you know, perceive who you are as a professional. But nowadays I feel it's all about, you know, getting those, getting that attention. I mean, you got my attention when you said there's a guy who was walking and he was naked through the house. I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. I know, and I still want to That's see it. That's a that. little, I, I, I want to see it's it too. It's not going to be better than Joyce's I can't video. Her dancing video still is by far the best. Yeah, but, but it got someone's attention and oh, it sold the house, I, everyone right? Walked, it sold that house and everyone walked out of that and they thought, wow, video. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it really did. So it what am I doing video. wrong? Because a video has never sold any of my houses. Like I, like I just. But have... you know what? I don't think that that's a fair thing to say. And I'm going to tell you why. It, it's, it's, for 20 years we've been talking about this in, in, in technology in the industry. You know, I started off with Realtor.com before it was Realtor.com, all those different companies. You do not know where the buyers come from. You cannot quantify because it could come from a million different things. And so uh, we've been fighting this for 20 years in the industry. Oh, Zillow doesn't work for me. This doesn't work for me. How do you know? The buyer doesn't even know where the hell they came from, okay? But they found you. And so it has to be a, 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 a combination of so many different things today. I just wonder, Sally, if that changes with developments and in the residential, and where does it cut off with the 20 million and above yeah. on the high-end luxury? No, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing on everything. You know, this is where I, when I said there's two things, the purpose of all of everything that we do with all of our marketing is both, first, we're branding ourselves, okay? We're, we're here. We want to be known. We want people to pick up that phone. When we walk in a door, that you want them to know who you are or feel comfortable with what you are, or your image, and whatever. So we're always branding. So, you know, so what I do is I, I do do some development work, and I, we do have a website for that. We do marketing for that. We do, you know, every which kind of thing. So it doesn't matter. You still, branding is critical, and then, and then what I was saying is we still have to make money because it is expensive, but we have to, we have to brand if ourselves. If I gave you three things in marketing that you could only do these three things, you couldn't do anything else to sell a property on the high end, what would those three things be that you could not live without? Well, okay. The first thing is really just what I, is just getting on the phone and calling everyone, okay. and that is, and that's it's free. free. That's free. Our favorite four-letter word. Zero. It just requires you doing it. You know, you have to actually pick up the phone. And you have to have fabulous photography. Okay. Today's world, the internet, you must have that. Staging. Huge. Well, yeah. 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 Aaron, what are your Stag three? Yeah. Uh, three for marketing. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, the thing I don't know how to describe well, PPO SEO work is the most important because it's huge outreach and it's automatic. Uh, big fan of social media because actually it's not that, you know, it's almost free. 
Uh, and if you could touch hundreds of thousands of people in a minute, you know, we post videos and we'll get like 10,000 hits in, you know, maybe probably three, four hours. That's insane. And to get that kind of return is huge. Um, does it sell houses? I don't know, but it's certainly great for branding. And I think the key, though, is if you're branding yourself correctly, when we go into meetings, you almost don't need to sell yourself because they already know who you are. They already know what you've done. They already have your background. So it just becomes a point-to-point -point business on do they like you, do they trust you, and do they believe in your actual brand? And if they do, it makes our job so much easier because we don't actually have to sell ourselves. We can sell, we can sell the property. You know what I mean? We can understand exactly what they want. And so going into these appointments now... I think through our branding efforts is so much, I don't know about you guys. But Sally, what are your top three? Because you named like one. I, that was one, uh, you know, is, is the, um, uh, is, is the hands-on. Two is, you know, there is, I mean, I, I agree, you have to have some sort of photography. You have to have something to show and sell that looks really good and that's not expensive. The SE, uh, the... Uh, of the SEO and all of that is that's branding for ourselves. I don't I don't think that sells a property. It sells you. It sells that sells us. And uh, you know, and it, it's really you know those those are the critical. I mean, for me, you know, and this is not on the high end. Okay, on the on the lower and medium end, signage, just signs. I have open houses. I have on the average, twenty open houses every Sunday. I have twelve signs for every single open house. That's 240 signs that are out in the neighborhood marketing both the properties and marketing me. That Time. is super Timeless. cheap. Timeless. <laughs> yeah. Price range that you do that in, just as a question. So that is, that's on properties that are going to be open. If there's not an open house, so that's not your $20 million or even your right. $10 million up. So that is down. on, you know, let's say you're, you know, below $10 million. So Five, so five yeah, $5 million. So that's, that's you know, th those are the basic homes that we sell. Ivan? Social media, staging people, agent-to-agent -agent connections. So lead generation. Yeah. Joyce? Um, your relationships is number one. There's no doubt about it. And um, I would say um, I couldn't live without uh, my telephone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's true. My, my smartphone. I mean, everything's on there. Everything I need. So that's number two. Every contract, every <laughs> contact. Um, I couldn't live without that. And uh, number three would be um, uh, travel. Because I go everywhere. I go everywhere. I can. Whether it's the Monte Carlo Yacht Show, China, or the Aspen Ideas Festival that I'm going to next week where the most brilliant people in the world go, and also all of my clients go. To me, and, that's number one. And by one. the way, that's the, I think the most important is, like, like, whatever it is that makes you happy, whatever you do for entertainment, make money with it, like, and, and, and own it. Um, I, I travel a lot, like a you. A uh, And I always meet clients along the way. We, and big, and big ones. Kong. We were in Hong Remember? Kong. We met like five billionaires by accident, actually. We were in the Four Seasons uh, elevator. Exactly. And, and we met billionaires along the way who actually ended up buying a $35 million yeah. house. And so I think like the, 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 the gist of what we do and the beauty of what we do is you can meet 
anybody playing soccer, going to church, going to temple, whatever it is you do for fun, that's where you're gonna get your client base. So all of this marketing's great, and yes, you can expand market share for sure, and it works, but the basics of, of a point-to-point meeting can happen at breakfast, you know, when you leave here, or lunch, so I think that's something we shouldn't forget. Last question. By the way, one other thing I wanna say, what's fascinating about even listening to all of you guys is we're all so different. Like, I can't ever find a sign in my office, even if I need one, I can't find it, it's gone. Like, somebody steals my signs, they get eaten up, something happens every time. I don't don't put those signs out myself, by the way. Some, kudos to you for having so many, because I can't even find two to three when I need one for an open house, but, um, it's just, I think that the, the reality is, I think everybody has a different business and everyone has a different style and everyone has a different way. And the more you own your style and the more you own the, your way, I think the better everyone appreciates Authenticity, that. Is, Authenticity important. is important. And it's funny because Joyce, we've gone, we go on appointments together. We've gone on listing appointments and I think Joyce and I couldn't be more different individuals actually. Same with Sally. Um, actually we've gone on appointments, but you know, I think people appreciate who you are and, 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 and the differences are, you know, people kind of relate to who they think they're going to just get the highest number from, who they think is the best person for them as a person. Because at the end of the day, it's a person business, right? Well, and I think you just guys hit on something, then we're going to open up for questions and, and answers in a second. Valerie, you know this as well. We weren't doing co-listings years ago, and now everything is co-listed. So I think we kind of missed the boat on that one on this panel on, on doing the high-end luxury. Do you guys not agree? Yeah, it wasn't by choice. More. I mean, it wasn't by cho- I mean, it wasn't actually by choice. Let's be honest. Like, no, like we were forced into this co-listing thing. Like, um, and honestly, we now work for half. Like, we now work for half. Um, and or if you look, that's or, or a quarter true. actually. Yeah. Um, and and that would not be by choice, right? Although I like everyone I co-list with all the time. And um, but you know, I think the industry got so competitive. Yeah. Um, the price points got so high and became such a big business that sellers and the dynamics are so complicated between divorces, husbands and wife wanting different people, business managers wanting different people, people not knowing who to pick. And when they put it all together, it leads to, you know, co-listings. I, Sally and I have a listing with five agents on it, maybe six. Yeah. Uh, yep. Granted, it's a $100 million house, but still, that's too many, in my opinion, too many agents. Yeah, try well, we got 14 we, on one listing right now. Yeah. Doesn't make 14? sense. Yeah. 14. Yeah. On Which one, one listing? Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but we've got, I mean, look at, wow. look at the, you know, the mansion. I mean, that was like seven agents on that one that sold. Yeah. And it, and, and it actually, I mean, if you have one good co-list agent, it's fine. It works. Right. If you have more than that, Ugh. now you have to manage the client, the buyers, and figure out how to manage all the agents, and that is just too much. It's it's way too, too many cooks it's, in the kitchen. Too many. Because, and everyone has a different opinion. Right. And story. Everyone has a different story. So, it, you know, you have to build consensus amongst your real estate listing team before you go to your seller. But I will tell you, like, I do like co-listings when you have a good partner because in today's climate, if you take something alone, especially at the high end, let's say 20 plus mil or even 10 plus mil, People are chasing you. They're chasing you, right? They're, they're, everyone's after your listing. It is what it is. And so a great way to protect yourself is to have two great agents. It's really hard to tell two amazing agents that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's right. just hard to tell. Exactly. It's hard to do that. It's true. Sally, any thoughts on that one? No, no. I was just saying you can't even, with the co-listings, this is one thing that the sellers don't really understand and that we, you know, we have to share with them. You know, we're talking about, we're in a co-listing where, you know, five agents at minimum, I don't even know. But just getting a telephone call together 
It's impossible. It's impossible. By the way, I, st- I, try, I tried. Yeah. It's impossible. Like and conference calls together. So this is not serving anybody because no. you know there's clearly no unity. There's clearly no consensus. There's clearly nothing. So the, this is something that the seller does not really understand, and Correct. so they think of more is better, um, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so there's you know just one co-listing is one thing. Anything more than that is absolutely you know, just detrimental. Well, the old, the old adage is coming into yeah. play here. You want to be the firstborn son, the second trophy wife, and the third <laughs> listing agent. Yeah. And honestly, like, I feel in my mindset, I've always wanted, you know, I'd rather have a piece of the pie. That was, that was well put, by the way. You can't write this. <laughs> it's a famous <laughs> old can, adage. Can, can I can't that one take more time? credit I really for it. Could you imagine co-listing with this bunch and you were the other agent? Anthony, nobody Jeez. would get a word in edgewise. Um, uh, so, comment, oh yeah, so um, I've always had the mindset of like, you know, the business mindset, I'd rather have a piece of the pie than no pie. And I've always been very strategic on who I take on a co-listing. Like who's, who's the agent who's sold most properties? Who would I probably get along with? Who is probably the complete opposite of who I am? So that, that way us together, we make a powerful team than having two people who are completely the same. Right. And it doesn't That's have like to be within your firm. It could be in, I, I've taken people from... Compass or Hilton and Highland, you know, it, it just all depends. You have to be very strategic. It's a business decision. And no matter where you are in the business, like even today, sometimes I opt to co-list depending on the nuance of the of, of, of the uh, client property. Sometimes it just makes sense. If you could go in there and slam dunk and it just have a stellar team, it, it can help. And sometimes partners are great. You know, um, all three of us actually have co-listed stuff in the past. And sometimes tag teaming, like telling a client really the truth and where they are, having two people do that, you know, has, it can be very helpful. Yeah. Bad cup, good cup. Megan, let's open up for some questions from the audience. Valerie, yes, ma'am. We'd love to hear from you. Stand up, baby. Hi. How are you? Nice hey. to see you guys. Hey, Aaron. So, um... What we're focused on in terms that we do traditional marketing and the social media too, and we probably touch about 120, 130,000 people a week with all those efforts. So, and by the way, a little tip you guys might look at is what we use is Waze. Waze is an interesting thing too because Waze, when people are driving by, if they're using Waze, your uh, listing things for sale will pop up on their phone. So that's a little mm-hmm. something that we brought into our marketing. But in any event, what about the influencers? So my daughter's an influencer in her own uh, health and wellness world, and I'm watching all her friends uh, make huge sums of money off Instagram. So you wonder, this whole new millennial world, when they're moving in the next five years, they are going to control the money. They're going to control buying everything. So where is that market? Because the baby boomers are going to be buy, buy or sell one more house, maybe two in their, uh, the rest of our career. So where is that big vacuum of how we're going to, how they're going to communicate with us? How are we going to reach them? Because it's not going to be the way we've been dealing with the baby boomers. I think right. if you see the people that are changing with the business get very, are, are, are still very successful, and the people that haven't changed with the business are kind of dying in today's business. Um, social influencers are a huge way to get mass audience, right? It's, it's, it's brilliant. And it's not that expensive because it's a win-win. Sometimes they want our houses, they, they need the, the set, and that set helps to get, it could be up to millions, I mean, it could be millions and millions of views. And so I think that, you know, I think everyone should watch Changing Marketplaces. These are the, you know, the way that we used to sell houses, 
theoretically, price and the MLS should sell a house, right? It just should. That, those are the two basic points. But I think the rest becomes the variable of what you said, which is you never know where your buyer is going to be. And more importantly, if you're not building your brand, you never know if a seller is going to call you. So you want those buyers and you want those sellers to call. And how you accomplish that goal could be a, a myriad of things. But we love, like right now, we're, we love social influencers. See, I think with the influencers, I, I feel, I mean, we've worked, several of our clients are influencers, and, you know, they're in a certain age bracket, and I feel that they're definitely going to be a, a large thing as we continue to move throughout the years, but I think at the moment, they're pretty expensive. You know, they're, some of the really large influencers, there could be thousands and thousands of dollars just to get a 20-minute, 20 20-second 20 video, you know, showing off your brand. So I feel like it's definitely something to watch out for. But the money, I don't think the ROI is still there using influencers with the type of viewership that they're getting in the age bracket that is probably not going to buy a $30, $40 million house. But that age bracket is young now. I mean, let's be honest, wealth patterns have changed between technology and, I mean, wealth patterns are now relatively young. And so those influencers are the ones that have, A, a lot of money and have access to the people that do. And so I think that that's something to just always keep in mind, too. I've never used an influencer other than... You are, <coughs> an, inf- you are an influencer. You are the influencer. You are the influencer. You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean luxury listings. Yeah. Does that count as an influencer? Yes. Yeah, that's oh, girl. all right. Well, your I, dance video. Your dance influencer. Video. I like luxury <laughs> listings. I mean that. Yeah. And, but that doesn't cost a fortune. Yes, it does. <laughs> Not that much. Your luxury listings aren't costing you a fortune? Because mine are. No, I'm talking about luxury listings that has several million followers. So you post on there. That isn't that an influencer? Doesn't that qualify as an influencer? Well, really, like a person. Yeah, oh, it has like, to be a person. Like if somebody's got the high influencing status on it, they can be paid two hundred thousand dollars just to promote a product. And and does that? I mean, is there any stats or on what that has really produced? I think that absolutely, yeah. Great question. Yeah, but it's through, yeah. but it's through social media. It's through Instagram. It's through social media. It's right. through TV. It's through, through video. Nobody wants to read streaming. anymore. Aren't it's all, it's streaming? All, all, streaming. It's all online now. Yeah. Yep. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Dang, brother said, "What is your end game?" I just started. <laughs> we were going so well up until that. So what? So what do you mean? Like what? Like what's the exit strategy in, in marketing? Oh, Hannah, you ain't met us. Yeah, no, <coughs> not me. I mean, this is the difference between this is the difference between Joyce and I. Her, she is so particular about her pictures on Instagram. My marketing team calls me. They're like, take it down, take it down, take it down. No, they like hate what I post. Um, they're they're offended at my naked. post like ninety percent of the time. Um, for me, uh, I think the end game would be, um, A, I still like what I do, um, but I think that uh, there's multiple end games. One is buy as much property as you can when you can afford to do it because it's the best retirement plan. Um, two, advice. I, I, um, you know, we have a show coming in. It wasn't that I felt like, oh, I want to be on TV, but I, I wanted to be able to have a broad audience to figure out what the next end game would be. Um, you know, as 
as, as an influencer, and everybody's an influencer in this room, actually. Um, you know, there's so many different ways to go from, from branding luxury to development to management to just calling it quits whenever you're tired. Um, and so figuring out the end game is always complicated, though, because uh, especially in our business, because clients want us, and they want our name, and they want our time, and they want our brand. And so when you're in the actual sales business, I don't know about you guys, but if I don't show up, it is noted. So it's a complicated way, you know, the one challenge about this business is if you don't own a brokerage, just selling your client base, I'm not sure, I mean, it, it, it's TBD. Right. Sally, it's, one last it's hard. Yeah. It's hard it's, to stop if yeah. you love what you do. Right. Right. So you don't want to retire. It's a no, lifestyle. But, but it's, you know, to your point, we're not in a business on an end game where there's... I am, where, huh? I am. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I want an end game. Yeah, no, but I'm just, just, I haven't finished that sentence, which is okay. <laughs> but, but to really where it's li li like you have a book of clients where you are, you know, Merrill Lynch or Morgan Stanley, you know, any of those brokerages, and you take your book of clients, and they have a, a, a stream of revenue, and it's saleable. So it is, it's, it's different for us. We don't have something that's an absolute end game, no matter who we are, unless we have a brokerage, okay? So a brokerage you can sell. Other than that, it's really hard to sell what we have. So the other, you know, so the end game is for me also, I, I don't, I only work because I choose to, which is great because I do have other assets that I have accumulated and I love real estate and I believe in it and that's been my whole life. And so to that, you know, you know, look at what real estate is going to do for you on a permanent basis, basis from an income stream and everything else so that you have an end game that you have money. But, um, so, but it's really hard to build your business where it's valuable in itself because it's a service business. But for me, I do this, I get up every morning and I'm excited and I'm happy and I'm alive and I, it's a new day and so when that stops being interesting, then you're done. Then you really, you're done, you need something else. You and I'm still change. in an expansion mode, so if anybody wants to join my team, Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Let's take one more question, real quick. It was fun to come here this morning. Wait, we just have one right here, I'm sorry. Yes, so, ma'am. Talking about teams, uh, for newer agents, how important is it to either join a team or go out on your Aaron, own? Aaron, honey, take it. Uh, I think it's vital. I, I, I think if you're a new agent in today's marketplace, it's almost impossible to build your brand. Uh, I always say, uh, if you're not doing a minimum minimum of $10 million a year, join a team, join a brand, join you know somebody that can teach, educate. Um, you know, I have I have guys on my team that are that are 25 and they have 20 to actually 20 to 60 million dollar listings. We built that team. From well, yeah, five well, well I, I, I and, and by the way, Berman was a big help. I mean, I came to her one day and I said, "Look, I'm I, I, this was a personal thing. I was like." I've been an independent agent for so long. I'm actually bored with the process. I wanted to build a team, and she really helped me to do that. Uh, now we have a team of about 60. But what I think is so interesting is the team is, is just, A, like what we do is we get people listings that they couldn't get by themselves. It's a 50-50 split. The intelligence that we get from having 60 is unmatched. I, I can honestly say we know of every house that's about to come on the market, every house that's pre-market, um, we, 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 you know, we, we watch houses that are struggling on the marketplace and that intelligence goes full circle. And I think that the business is based on teams. And if yep. you look down, it's become a top, top heavy business. Yep. The people at the top really own Sally. the market share. 
Yeah, right. I mean, no, it, it's, it's critical. It's critical. And especially in a changing market, you have to have the credibility, you have to have the support, you have to have the marketing backup, you have to have everything behind you. And so it is, you know, uh, because people come to me just like I'm, I'm starting out and what do I do? And I said, you absolutely yep. have to, you know, find a team that works for you, that's the right fit, that's the right support, that's the right personality. But to, as a newer agent, doing it on your own Oof. is almost impossible. I, I think it's impossible. almost impossible. And the whole concept of a team and working together and collaborating is a great one in every business. But it's really become important you in real estate. You can't afford anymore to be a single agent coming out on this. You need well, the, the mentorship. You need that yeah. mentorship. It in was that a background. very singular business when I started 45 well, for years ago. Yeah. Very singular. Well, we had books. I mean, you know, it wasn't MLS where it's all the internet stuff. But, but all of the things that we talked about can, can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month. So if, right. if you're not prepared to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in all of those things, then a team is helpful. But it doesn't have to be a team. It could also be... You know, it could be a team. That's a great way to go. Or it could be, I always say, find somebody who could be a mentor for you. Somebody who hasn't a lot of business, but, you know, enough to give and, and to give, right? But maybe, you know, you could start with somebody that's still growing, but can needs a little help. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to, to slice the pie. Or get a coach. If you can get a coach. I mean, my coach changed my business four years ago. He kind, He gave me direction. He gave me a map to follow, and I think that's incredibly important. Well, that's but, the problem, but, but even yeah. with the coach in today's competitive environment, that's tough because without the, you know, I, I think going in, I think, and it's not always right, but sellers tend to want people that are the most proven in a marketplace over and over again, and it could be the luxury marketplace, it could be an area, um, and so if you look at, if you look at any area, you know, there's going to be a top producer in Sherman Oaks that's going to have huge market share, a top four, right? And those people are going to get the bulk of those listings. Joyce? Team. I love it. I started, uh, gosh, and Stacy's in the room today. Where she is was. Where, is she here? She was here. Oh, honey, is she off the team now? Uh, <laughs> no, but she helped me build my team. I actually had a few partners before, but um, she was instrumental in building the team, and I. I love having partners. I love working with, with someone else. And I, I, I felt even when I was a young agent 40 years ago, the idea of just having a single partner within my office, I yeah. enjoyed because I always felt two heads were better than one. Absolutely. And the truth is, when it comes to uh, real estate, you one person cannot be there all the time. You're going to be ill, you're going to be on vacation, or you're going to be showing another house, and you should never miss a showing. That is absolutely the golden rule of real estate. I tell you what, I cannot thank you guys all enough. I know that you have given me personal inspiration all these years watching you guys. And you guys are really the legends. So I just bow down to you all and love you all from the bottom of my heart. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you.